Hi everyone and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast. The podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective. This is both in our personal lives and the world in general. I'm Daryl and I'm here with my wife, Karen. That's weird. It is weird because last time I was here with you, the time before that I was here with you. And so this is all in this is episode, I don't know, eight. Everybody counts their episodes. I think we should too. I think this is eight. <laughs> Counting's not my thing. Be like, no. No. I, I'm a drummer, so I just always count the four, then I count the four again, then I count the four again, then I count the four again. <laughs> it's just what drummers do. You just count, always count the four. So what, why don't we count it if we're in 4-4 in four, four time? Okay. Four, we'll say four. we're on measure two, beat four. Measure two, beat four. Oh. <laughs> the 16th note syncopation. I had band camp all day, so I got music yeah. all going through my mind with these drummers. Yeah. I kind of like three four better though. I like three four. Someone it, once it told me our, better. Yeah, someone once or told six, me eight. our heartbeat is in three four. Really, which is interesting. Yeah, that's why everybody's always waltzing around. They are. Yeah, I mean waltzing Matilda. Rue waltzes around, but mm-hmm. I don't see many other people waltz around. No. But I always waltz when I'm teaching 3-4. I'm like, you know, it's like a waltz. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. And they're like, stop. I liked when, uh, like in college, when I was in the jazz group, and we would play like a jazz, uh, like the small group jazz band you play like a jazz tune in three four. Mm-hmm. I just always like swinging in three four. Yeah. Like even that song, uh, favorite things. It's usually around Christmas time yeah. you hear that. Like. Yes. Welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here music podcast. Actually, yeah, we could just do instrument imitations. No, we don't have to say a thing. Karen, I'm sitting on the floor. (laughs) 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 Not only do we have noisy animals and and kids and things, but we have very squeaky chairs. (laughs) We do. And we wanted to give you a less squeaky uh, podcast experience. It's like, well, why don't we sit on the floor? I'm sitting on the floor. And then my mic stand was so tall that... I'm not on the floor anymore. I'm in a chair, but Daryl is still on the floor. So we were recording this podcast at different levels in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. At least I'm not in the corner because nobody puts baby in the corner. But anyway. Chirp. Chirp. (laughs) Chirp. Anyway, let's uh, get to what are we even doing here? And now, Daryl. Yes. What are we even doing here? Well, today we have a special episode about death. <laughs> it's about our own death, dying to self. Now, on the daily. On the daily. Die to yourself daily. And the Bible speaks in a few different passages about dying to yourself. And Jesus speaks specifically about it. Uh, in a few passages as well. And 
I'm going to turn to one. Do you mind if I turn to one? Um, let me think about it. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm I'll turn with you. Turn with me. I'm going to turn to Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 to 26. Now, if you have a Bible at home and you're Matthew, following along, if you're reading from the Luke ESV, I will be reading from my ESV study Bible, which is popularly talked about on this podcast. And I heard just the other day that that doesn't actually stand for English Standard Version. It's Elect Standard Version. But I don't know if that's true. It's the elect, <laughs> if it's the elect standard version. Oh, and you know what? I have my Matthew brand 16. new. Um, Where are you, Matthew? 16? CSB Bible here. The and CSB. That the. Hmm. Uh, like some the people CSB. think that stands for Christian <laughs> stand Standard for? Bible, but that actually stands for Chosen oh. <laughs> Standard Bible. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> it's Chosen Standard Bible. I like it. See, it all makes sense. <laughs> So Careful. if you have the elect and I have the chosen, right? Oh no, we might be in pretty good shape. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the text. Matthew sixteen verses twenty-four to twenty-six, and the word of God says, "Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it." For what will it profit a man to gain the whole world if he forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Hmm. That's some serious stuff right there. It is. It's a great text. I often think about his last words here. For what will it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Like, in just the general context of this, and... You know, there's, there's different ways we can die to ourselves. That, that's the, the Bible talks, talks about, speaks specifically of. But, you know, as I was preparing for this, this episode, I really was digging into this, and I believe the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, that specifically here, what Peter is saying, or, or sorry, what Jesus is saying is in reaction to what Peter says, because before this, Jesus is speaking to the apostles, and his disciples and saying, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to be uh, basically killed there. And, and, and I will, but I will be raised on the third day. And Peter's like, he takes him aside. And this is what the word says, takes him aside and began to rebuke him saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. And that's when he, then Jesus goes into the, the, uh, about uh, picking up your cross, denying yourself, and following me. And it's just interesting in that context that basically Jesus is saying to, to deny yourself is to think of the heavenly things, and it's actually to speak of Jesus. Right. I think that just speaks also to how much we don't know, mm. like how much we still need to understand about God about or about denying yourself because someone from this world um, would say probably you would care about the people around you would care about your family your friends and Peter cared about Jesus he didn't want him to die mm. you know and and to us here in this world we think oh my gosh death is like the worst right right <laughs> um but he wasn't thinking he was thinking from a fleshly worldview. 
mm-hmm. and not a heavenly worldview. Definitely. And that's the essence of, uh, you know, it's, uh, we speak, spoke about it last week, to be more heavenly minded. Mm-hmm. You know, the more heavenly minded we are, the, the less we're going to worry about ourselves in, in a way. Not that we shouldn't take care of ourselves. We definitely should take care of ourselves. You know, God gave us our lives. We should store them correctly. But what are we aiming for? Like, what are we living for? You know, to to deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow Jesus is to, yes, die to ourselves, but it is to live to Christ, to live for right. Christ. So you're dying for your life, but you're dying for your life yeah. in eternity. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, what what good is it for a man who gains the whole world but forfeits his soul? So you can live for for worldly things now to achieve goals and we, we it's fine to have goals but why are you doing what you do yeah i think in like everything you do every day you just have to look past that temporary pleasure look past that that goal and seek the true root of why you're doing it mm. and if it's if it's not <laughs> Norm is in the doorway growling at me. Um, if it's not to benefit the kingdom, if it's not to spread the gospel, if it's not to glorify God's name, mm. then why are you really doing it? And when you compare all these little things you do every day to that, like you compare eternity, you know, heaven and hell, mm-hmm. to what's going on in this life right now to your daily tasks. Um, you know, take for example, you know, fame, fortune, health, wealth. That's what everyone wants, right? I think actually our friend Luke did a sermon and he was talking about celebrities and he kind of um, brought a few of them to light, like some that have committed suicide recently. And, um, you know, he's saying these people, you know, they, they had everything they wanted. You know, they achieved that American dream. They achieved fame, fortune, and wealth, and they were well-known, well-loved, and they were the most unhappy people. So I just think that when you compare what matters to this world to what matters to God, you know, 99% of it just seems like ridiculousness. It seems insane. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, why would you waste your time with these worldly things when there's this over here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it comes down to a lot of it is, you know, the root of sin is idolatry and false worship. You know, everybody worships, even if, mm-hmm. you know, the unbeliever, the secular person says they don't worship, but they do, you know, mm-hmm. and that could be that celebrity who's who's going after money, fame, and fortune. Ultimately, mm-hmm. it's self-worship. They're worshiping their self. So they're doing the opposite of what Jesus is saying here in order to be his disciple. They're not denying selves. They're, they're idolizing selves. They're raising, they're putting themselves in the position of God. So they're rejecting God and the true God and the true way to find joy. And they're trying to find joy in themselves. Mm-hmm. So they, they don't trust what God has already said. 
and they put themselves in the position. And that's ultimately, too, what the fall was. You know, Satan tempted Adam and Eve and said, did God really say, you know, you can't eat from, you can't touch the tree, you know? So he even twisted that. And then ultimately he's like, oh, that's, that's because God doesn't want you to be like him and know. So it was like, you're mm -hmm. missing out, you know, yeah. you don't, so it's that temptation to not trust. And then, so they didn't deny themselves. They went with what they wanted to do instead of following. And that's, so the, the, the a parallel passage to the one I read before is also found in Luke. Uh, yeah, I was just looking at that to see the differences. Was it 923? Is that what you got there in, just... in your chosen standard Bible? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. I'll just turn it back. Yeah, then he said to them all, if anyone wants to follow after me, mm -hmm. let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me will save it. For what does it benefit someone if he gains the whole world and yet loses or forfeits himself? Yeah. For, the first, first, yeah. So yeah, verse 24, whoever will save his life will lose it, but whoever will lose his life for my sake will save it. And like how many of us are ready to lose our life? And like, that could literally be, mean losing your life. If, you know, somebody comes in, you know, a situation where it's either deny Christ if you deny him, I won't kill you. But if, right. if you... And that happens every day. Yeah. yeah. And we, we take that for granted, I believe, in this country, in the, in the Western church, where we can have a podcast and put it out without fear of death. We can gather on Sunday worship without fear of, of persecution, of somebody coming in and arresting us, throwing us in jail, torturing us, killing us. So we can openly, you know make videos put them out mm -hmm. saying we love christ that christ is the only way yes i mean some certain social media sites are starting to suppress that but we're not under threat mm -hmm. of death as of yet but but that's what jesus is saying basically right here is whoever will save his life so that's like you reject christ you live but if you follow christ and prepare to go to your grave shouting the gospel from the rooftops then you will gain real life. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard to discern, like, what is dying to self? Mm. Like, how do we practice that daily? Yeah. I mean, we're all such consumers in this world. We're always looking, what's in it for me? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think... But our lot, I mean, really, our lives are not ours anyway. I think... I like I like to think of it that way. I think it helps me kind of get to the right answer when I have questions about what I'm doing. Um, I'm thinking, well, you know, this life is not mine. Mm -hmm. So, oh, who said it? Was it Washer? Someone, one of those, <laughs> one of those guys we always listen to, yeah. but they were like, you know, think of it almost like a throwaway life. Like, you know, don't, don't throw away your life. Don't right. waste your life. Right. Um, but, that's Piper. Uh, yeah, that's Piper. <laughs> But be prepared to die for this, you know. Right. Just in, in those terms. Mm -hmm. Surrender to God's will and kill the will of the flesh. Wow. So hard. So. But, the, I mean, the, the way to do it is easy, but it's so hard to, to live out. Like, when we think about it, when we overthink it. Because, like, 
like Jesus has laid it out for us the how the how to deny yourself, but yeah. applying it to our lives is where we have difficulty. And also, I think maybe for us too, because not that it necessarily gets easier, but we're fairly young Christians. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're really. I just turned six the other day as, as a Christian. <laughs> so we're we're yeah. we're still early on, I believe, in our walk. Mm-hmm. So a way that can help us deny ourselves is is discipleship, being discipled by somebody mm-hmm. who's been walking with the Lord 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Right. And it's somebody who we see their life reflect that. We see their fruit and just start like, hey, man, how do you do this? You know, and they're mm-hmm. hopefully be honest with you and say, it's, it's a war. It is a war. Yeah. But we have our battle instructions on how to win the war. We know we've already won the war, yet we still have to live out the fight. And fight the good fight. You know, as Paul says, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's what you were saying before. It's it's prayer, being in the word, and being... uh, fellowship, uh, corporate worship. Like, that's huge. And I think a lot of Christians miss out on that when they are try to be rogue Christians. And I know I repeat myself a lot, but I think being a member of a local church body is so important. I know that's been like, like <laughs> touched upon. In yeah, it's so important uh, because we, we can't do any of this stuff to, to its fullest to put on our armor and go into battle if we're not around the other, other warriors. Like, right. It's just so important. And it's important to worship God corporately and point everything to him and just just be refreshed by by God in, in worship. Uh, right. So if you, if you think about where you are in life, like people are at different stages, right? Like, um, I'm a mom. So I feel like one of my number one jobs, I th- I've actually said this, before. <laughs> I say this a lot too, but my number one job is to raise my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next generation really is so important because if they grow up godless, you know, what does that mean for their children and the generations after that? Um, so a, a way that I think I can die to self is to pour into my daughter. And that's tricky too. Cause I think she can also be an idol for me. You know, like right. I, th- I, I think she is probably my my biggest threat for being an idol because I do, you know, I homeschool her. I spend a lot of time with her. I love doing things with her. You know, of course, she's my daughter. Right. Um, and I think uh, probably a lot of moms would say that, you know, they they just love their kids so much that it can become, you know, to the point of idolatry sometimes. Yeah, totally. I mean, and I, that's, you know, probably partially too when Jesus says, you must, you know, I, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. Mother will be against daughter. You know, and that also has to do with like the unbeliever versus the believer, he, him separating the sheep from the goats. But yeah, if you're, if you're making your own personal relationships your ultimate purpose, then that, that does have the danger to become idolatry. Right. It's like that song. I have decided to follow Jesus. Mm. Oh wait, what's the verse that? Uh, 
Unless you hate your father or your mother. Uh, I think that could be in Luke 14, 25 to 33. There's a reference. The cost of following Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now great crowds accompanied him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brother and sister, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever not whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So I mean that's you know pretty pretty harsh stuff, pretty hard saying of 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 Christ. Like oh you mean I actually have to hate people in order to to follow you? And that's he's I believe in most scholars will say he's making a comparison. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's saying, ultimately, you must love Christ above, above all, all else and be prepared to follow him and count the costs, you know, be willing to know what might have to be sacrificed in order to follow him. And that's because what he ends with, you know, he lists, you know, father, mother, wife, children, and then even your own life. So... You must put him above your own worldly life to be his disciple. So he's, again, I think we said it earlier in the podcast, he's not saying that you shouldn't take care of yourself, that you shouldn't care about yourself because you are to store your life. But it's ultimately for what are you living? For who are you living? Are you living for yourself? Or are you, for, are you living for the one who gave you life and then gave you new life by regenerating your heart and forgiving you and for dying for you. Are you willing to, to live for him? And I think it makes, it makes death less scary. I mean, people, I think in this, people are always afraid of death. That's like the number one thing. <laughs> mm. What, what is the worst people can do to you is kill you. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, but if you're going to hell, death mm-hmm. would be a blessing and it won't come so right. when you're here. If you're a Christian, you're not scared of death. Right. Cause death means you're with God. Right. Death is the next step in life Right. to be with God. And then ultimately the new heavens and the new earth. So this is only a tiny part of. Right. And that's, that's the goal to, to, like, as Paul says, to live is Christ, to die is gain. You know, mm-hmm. so whether I live, whether I die, I'm, I'm, I'm Christ. Uh, and one of, the, one of the first books I read when I became a Christian was called Not a Fan by Kyle Eidelman. And the whole book was about exactly what it said, not being a fan of Jesus, being a disciple. Because mm. a lot of people, it's a consumer culture we live in in the West, and so many churches are set up for consumers to draw them in, to consume, and to, what, whoa, why should I go to your church? What am I going to get from it? Mm-hmm. You know, so some churches will set their church model up for that person, the person who's not saved, who, who you know, the seeker-sensitive model or whatever. But that makes a lot of fans of Jesus. People be like, oh, yeah, I put my trust in Jesus. I'm a, you know, I'm a fan. You know, without, <laughs> they won't necessarily say it that way. I got a sticker on my but, car. Yeah. So. But one quote that I, I, 
has stuck with me from that book was you can't carry a cross without suffering. Mm. So as Christians, it will be a joyous life, but their suffering may come. And there's so many passages where, where Jesus says that. You know, I used one last week, I think, in this world you will have tribulation. So he's promising you're going to have trouble. But take courage, I have overcome the world. So suffering may come. Pick up your cross. The cross is a torture device. It was where Jesus hung, mm -hmm. where he was died. So w even when he says this before he goes to the cross, he's saying this to, to people around him who have seen so many people hung on Roman crosses. Mm -hmm. And they had to carry their cross to the place <laughs> where they would be killed. So the, these people knew what he was saying. And after he said this stuff, many people left him. He was, he was weeding people out who weren't really following him anyway by saying these hard sayings. But, it, you know, it's about denying yourself and not denying Jesus. It's about not preserving your own life, but, but promoting the life of Christ. So, you know, luckily every day we get another chance to try to, <laughs> to die to self mm -hmm. and we're never going to do it perfectly. Right. One thing we know we can do is just keep in prayer and just thank God every day for that extra chance, you know, cause you never know when you're not going to be here anymore. <laughs> so we shouldn't be afraid of, of people. Yeah, definitely. And along with dying to self and, and a lot of it, like I said, like as I'm studying these texts of Jesus saying that I believe it's in the context of not denying him in front of people. So, cause uh, we are too, like truly follow him and be ready for the for what may come to us by even just saying we follow Christ but our lives should also reflect that so part of part of denying self is denying our fleshly desires uh and to live holiness to live a life of holiness not to be saved but that's sanctification so we're being made holy and so we're also to deny ourselves and to turn from our sin in, in, in repentance and john owen who was a puritan uh one of his quotes that, that i see a lot is uh, be killing sin or sin will be killing you so that part our fleshly part we are to put to death the old man that sinful man who will mm. creep up yeah you know? and you know the way to do that is what we were saying before is to just be discipled, be in prayer, read the scriptures, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah, don't stay in the darkness, because I think if you're... Oh. Norma. If you're dealing with this, we all sin every day, but sometimes mm -hmm. you have this one particular sin that gets a hold of you, and if you're alone and you're not going to church, and maybe you don't want that sin to come into the light and maybe that's why you're not going to church mm. um because you feel convicted when you're there which is what happened to me when i first started going. Mm. <laughs> anyway um 
uh, that sin can take a hold of you. Yeah. That, I don't know. Yeah, and we there's, I mean, a, there's always the chance of uh, you know, backsliding. But that's something that can happen. But so you like I said before, it's a war, and I just saw a John Piper clip. He was talking about the the war we're fighting and and why we read the scriptures, why we need to be in the Bible daily, it's so we can see the glory the glory of God and be drawn to it, and that, that will help, should help us stay away and recognize when we're going down the wrong path. So we, mm-hmm. we need to seek the face of God daily, on a daily basis, and we can make all the excuses in the world, like, oh, I'm tired, and I'm this or that, but we need to be in the Word. Mm-hmm. And to know who Christ is, to know who God is, you know, not just merely intellectually to know but to pray while we read like god show me who you are i need to see you today i need to see who you are i need you i need to seek you so i can deny myself and and live a joyful life for you that's one of my biggest prayers every day is you know guide my footsteps guide my words guide everything i'm doing because I'm still just so unsure sometimes of is what I'm doing right now glorifying you or glorifying me. Yeah, and it, it that's comes with examining our hearts and doing exactly what you said. Why am I doing this? Is it for you your glory or my glory? If it's for my glory, take it away. Yeah. But I I desire that people know you. So will people know you more by what I'm doing right now? Will people know you more mm. by this podcast? Cuz that that's hopefully my heart and your heart and why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Is so even if it's one person, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> one person is worth one it. One person. Like like just to hear us talk about, <laughs> about the scriptures but that's but you know what these eight episodes that we've done it's driven me more to the scriptures and i'm i'm seeing things that i haven't seen before yeah so it's i'm definitely seeing more of the face of christ when i'm when i'm preparing for these podcasts i had a great conversation today with uh with uh a, a, one of the band directors and uh him and I, for the last couple of years since I gotten saved, have had great spiritual conversations. But he was like asking me questions, like he, like I was like, "Dude, you brought this up, so oh really? <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Which, like, right off the bat, like day one, like today, it, it, but it was great. He was because he he was saying he plays a uh, like an online video game, and one guy is like a, a preacher in I forget where he said, like in Europe somewhere, and then another guy's a Jewish guy in Israel. And so he says sometimes they all have like spiritual conversations while they're playing the games. So mm-hmm. he was like asking me questions about like the Old Testament, New Testament. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was great. But we, we shouldn't, you know, when we're asked these questions, like we should have answers being ready, being prepared. As First Peter 3.15 says, be prepared to give an answer for the hope that is in you. Uh, do so with gentleness and respect. And the key to that verse is the first words is set aside Christ as holy uh, in your hearts. But uh, that can go in a whole different direction. I don't know. But but yeah. If you're doing God's work, you know, you start to see God's work. 
That's cool. Did you did you come <laughs> up with that? Did you come up with that yourself? I like that. What does that even mean? If no, you're doing God's work, you will start to see God work. <laughs> I like it. That'll preach. <laughs> Let me write that down. Yeah. All right, so I, I, we're getting close to the end here. I just want to end with uh, this verse, if I may. It's a, it's a pretty long section, but uh, in Romans. You may. Yes, Roman, <laughs> Romans 6. Romans, if you haven't read Romans yet and you're a Christian, shame on you. Nah, but <laughs> but you, you, you should uh, read Romans. Read it multiple times. Uh, it's a great book in the... Bible, but anyway, Romans six, and Paul's answering. He when he writes uh, a lot of his letters, especially Romans, he's answering questions of arguments he knows he's going to get from the people who are reading it. So here he's answering a question of of you know he just speaks about grace and how grace covers sin, and he's anticipating this question of oh so we can just keep sinning because grace will abound all the more. So this is what Paul writes about it in uh, Romans 6, starting in verse 1. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of God the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in death, in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin, once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And here we go. This is how he ends this section. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as an instrument for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness, for sin will have no dominion over you, mm. since you are not under law, but under grace. That, that's, that's awesome. So, so Paul is saying we died with Christ. Christ died on the cross. We essentially have died. If you put your faith in Christ, you have died to sin. So you no longer live to sin. You are no longer enslaved to sin. You have been set free from sin. So we are not to present ourselves to sin. So in verse 12, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. So we are to, as, as John Owen said, die to sin, be killing sin, or it will be killing you. But Jesus already killed sin. So we have to just put our trust in him, keep reading these words, keep praying these words, and turn, and pray for, for the power to turn, the Holy Spirit in you to turn from your sin, continually live a life of repentance, of turning from sin, of dying to self, living to Christ. And that's, that's all I have to say. I mean, <laughs> I learned stuff on this podcast today, and I hope you did too. You have anything to add I, there, I, Karen? 
you know, sin is always going to be a struggle because we're human and we're imperfect. We all fall short. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think I tend to overthink it sometimes. Um, but then there's other times when I'm just like, you know what? It's time to just kill this thing. You know, it's time to kill the sin, pray, read the Bible, and then take action. You know, don't just pray, read the Bible, you know, check off those boxes on your to-do list and then just keep on doing the same old thing. You're learning and growing every day in wisdom if you're in God's word. So that's going to change the way you behave every day, I think, slowly but surely. Um, so you're, you're getting to be more like Jesus every day. You're never going to get there, but <laughs> you will grow every day. So I think you could just take heart in that fact that um, Jesus already paid the price for us. So your salvation is set, but, well, but yeah, just. I, I know I was going to, I said that was the last passage. Uh, <laughs> Let me but, just think of something but, else. Yeah, because. <sighs> Because, you know, Paul, you know, what he just wrote there, what I just read, uh, let not sin reign therefore in your body. Paul's preaching that to himself, too. So we can't, you know, Paul's a human. He, he's not Jesus. He mm -hmm. had sin, too. He struggled with sin. So he's, he's encouraging people in his letters to not sin, to put sin to death. But also in the very next chapter, he, he, he writes this in, in Romans 7. Uh, uh, in verse 24, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of, of mm. this body of death? Thanks be to God through Christ Jesus our Lord. So then I myself serve the law with my mind, but my flesh I serve the law of sin. And this is just after he was saying uh, that the things he wants to do, he doesn't do. But what he, yeah. he doesn't want to do, he does. So he's, he's struggling with that sin nature that he's trying to fight off. But he, you know, thanks be to God, he says, through Christ our Lord. So he, he goes back to the gospel of already being forgiven for those sins he's struggling with. Not that he shouldn't still struggle to, to put them to death, but he knows he's forgiven. And that leads into Romans 8, where, where he <laughs> Which says, is the pinnacle. Right, nothing can separate us Sunday. from the love of God in Christ Jesus. You know, nothing in all of creation. So it's Satan can't even separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus once you've put your faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. So what what I'll close with now is this <laughs> is <laughs> is yes we have to put down we have to deny ourselves. We have to pick up our cross. We have to follow mm -hmm. Christ. We have to kill sin. But while you're doing that, remember the grace of God that you are already forgiven that Jesus already died for you. If you have put your trust in Christ, remember he already lived perfectly for you. Mm -hmm. He has died for you. He is risen. He is reigning right now, seated at the right hand of the Father. He is King of kings, Lord of lords. He is coming back again, and we will have a new heavens and a new earth. So he has won. He has won the battle for you already. We are just to live this out, and yes, it is a war, but it's a war that has been won by Christ. Mm -hmm. So be encouraged that Jesus has won the war. The strife is over, <laughs> as, <laughs> as one of our favorite songs by Citizens and Saints says. Mm -hmm. So live in the grace of God. Always go back to the promises. 
then that's why we have to be in his word to live in that grace. Not that sin may abound, but that grace may abound to cover the sins that we struggle with while we're struggling. And we will struggle. That's it. I'm done. You can. <laughs> Norman, do you have anything to say? Do you want to do any more tap dancing? <laughs> All right. So, um, we'll be back here next week. Um, we thank you for listening. Yes. Uh, um, what? Go ahead. You can follow us on Facebook. <laughs> what, I always forget <laughs> these things. We have to add it later. But uh, follow us on Facebook at What Are We Even Doing Here? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, the same thing. You can go to uh, the website, whatarewevendoinghere.com, and find the links uh, to most of that stuff. It's kind of a link hub right now. Yeah. We, we will get some posts up Yeah, we'll shortly. start blogging soon. Uh, and also... Uh, what's the other thing? Oh, uh, we're on iTunes. So if you're, yeah, if you're listening to us, you're probably listening to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. If you're on iTunes, please go and leave a review. Five stars is great. Um, but it just helps, (laughs) it helps get the word out. The more reviews you get, the more, um, exposure, I guess iTunes does. I don't know how that all works. The search engine optimization stuff. Remember star search? Star search. <laughs> Four and a but half stars. Keep, was keep, it only keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars? Is that what was, was that? the wasn't it? Four stars, the most you can get. Yeah. I feel like it used to be on like Saturday like afternoon. Three and a half I stars. For... Ed McMahon, right? Yeah. Was he the host? <laughs> keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the, the stars. stars. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think, and share with your friends. And with your enemies, if you want to, uh, but it's just yes, just, especially your enemies. Yeah, your enemies. But just uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we're blessing your life, and you can bless others with our ranting about stuff. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wrap so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Until next time, we pray that you seek the kingdom of God and that you will continue to learn by reading your Bible Mm. (laughs) what we are even doing here. Grace and peace.